0: You know, funerals in Ireland tend to be a celebration of the person's life. But in this case, they were celebrating his life as a criminal. We had the offertory gifts. They're supposed to represent the deceased's uh, Christian life. In his case, it was a torch and Stanley screwdrivers. The idea, you know, of having floral tributes, you know, spelling out words like, do you think I'm soft, madman? These are all terms that gave him huge status and standing within his community. And that's what it's about.
1: I'm Nicola Tallant. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld, in Ireland and across the globe. It's a time for celebration and a place to remember the values and morals which shape an individual's journey through life. But sometimes funerals can be hijacked and turned into a display of wealth and power, which is totally at odds with the values of society. As the dust settles on the funeral of prolific burglar Dean Maguire, which made headlines across the world, I'm talking to journalist Eamon Dillon about what mistakes were made by Gardaí and church officials who dropped the ball and allowed the business of crime to take centre stage on an altar. We discuss the reasons why criminals like to bow out, surrounded by their bling, and how a generation of Instagram gangsters desperate to show off their wealth may find themselves as ripe pickings for the Criminal Assets Bureau. This is Crime World Extra, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Dean Maguire's funeral. Just explain to us what happened and how it's made international headlines.
0: I suppose this one was unusual in that You know, funerals in Ireland tend to be a celebration of the person's life. I mean, we love all going out for a drink at a funeral the the week, the night before or the after funeral party. And that's standard. It's across the board. Um, But in this case, they were celebrating his life as a criminal. I mean, they died, you know, the three of them died in a car crash the 5th of July. They were going the wrong way with down a a dual carriage and went straight into an articulated truck and their BMW, uh, you know, uh, exploded into flames. You know, the three of them were killed. Um... So I mean, he, he was with uh, Dean McGuire. Was with Graeme Taylor, Carl Freeman. Between them, they had three hundred criminal convictions. Um, they were they were basically they were part of you know that wider um, burglary gang connected to, to Fat Andy Connors. You know that 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 grouping in West Dublin who carry out burglaries all over the country. They're, I mean, they're constantly at it. Uh, and at his funeral, then you know they celebrated his life the way he lived it. You know, pretty much outside of the rules. And um, there, there was some inkling what was coming when, you know, the night before, or a couple of nights before the funeral, that the hearse was seen on video driving, um, you know, through through Crumlin. Um, and it was accompanied by other drivers that were being pretty reckless, driving on the wrong side of the road, you know, shouting up Dino outside the open windows. Um, going. Th- they were going through red lights, some of these drivers. Then there was motorcyclists doing wheelies, you know, spinning the back tires, creating a big plume of, you know, the blue tire smoke doing their burnouts. And, you know, uh, and then on the funeral day itself, uh, we had the offertory gifts, which in, you know, in normal terms, they're supposed to represent the deceased's uh, Christian life and symbols of how the, how they've lived their life. In his case, it was a torch and um, and Stanley screwdrivers, which were you know, the favorite implement of housebreakers to wedge open windows and doors. Uh, and this is what they were celebrating. Um, and, I mean, you know, there was... They just ignored the any of the COVID protocols. They just burst in. They took off the the taping and the seating arrangements. You know they wore they wore T shirts with his name. And I saw one of them on the video that was produced. They actually had a photograph, what looked like was taken inside a courtroom of a judge sitting on a bench. So I mean, there was a real. These are this is um, very much a symbol of of you know we lived outside the norm and 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 they continue that in his death. And it's just it's caused it's caused um, I suppose rightly so it's caused quite a lot of outrage in Ireland that people were felt that this is like two fingers up to society. Um, you know the idea of celebrating burglars who leave people traumatized. Anyone's had the house broken into talks about the sense of violation and it's a really nasty personal crime. Whereas, you know, one of the things at Dean Maguire's funeral, some of the people on video were shouting up Fox Rock. I mean, this is very much a reference to the fact that they basically see Fox Rock as, uh, you know, a nut market place where they can go and plunder at will and steal what they want. And the people there who, you know, are somehow rich, somehow don't, you know, they deserve to get their, their stuff stolen. You know, they, they, they kind of have constructed this Robin Hood view of, of their, their criminality. And that's what they were celebrating with um, Dean Maguire. It was quite It was quite an eye-opener, really.
1: So where is the church in all this and how was it handled? Because, I mean, I'm sure it is a frightening situation if you have... Look, funerals can be um, times of high emotion and you have hordes of, of young people in a church, um, associates of these gangsters, and they're going to do what they want. But, like, did the church attempt to stop it? Was there any Garda... Presence around the church or anything like that. There didn't
0: seem to be, um, and one of the there was a priest who he wasn't the officiating priest, but he he was at the at the church, and he told Joe Duffy, Live Line Radio, who were who were doing this all last week, and he he told them that um, they called the guards and they said, well, look, if something happens, contact us. Then you know, if if there's a crime in progress, but uh, there was certainly there was nothing there in advance, which in one way was unusual because. You know, it, it, you you could say, OK, well, you know, the church were caught by surprise. They weren't aware this was coming. But when you consider the videos that were doing the rounds, like in the days before, there was a good idea this was coming. And, you know, and, and the guards do actually have, they have a track record of policing some of these funerals. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was uh, Philip Griffiths. Um, he was part of the, the Kinahan Organized Crime Group. He died. He was, he was found dead in an apartment there in, in February. Um, there, was, there was nothing suspicious about his death. But his funeral in in then was um, in in February, uh, and and the guards went in and they stopped it, um, and they, they they asked the priest to tell people to obey the um, you know the COVID restrictions. People had kind of basically pushed their the way past. They'd gotten in to the church and were refusing to go, and the, the priest withdrew to the sacristy. Um, a couple of people got up, and made a few contributions, spoke about Philip Griffin and you know in his life, whatever and uh, and the the coffin then was taken away for burial without a priest present so you know there is there there is um it, it can happen i mean it's happened at other funerals where there's been heavy guarder presence i mean the public order unit are, are no stranger to some
1: of these funerals and we've seen that you know in like if you remember back to 2019 when there was an explosion of violence out in the Finglas kulak area um, a gang we've been writing about called the called the Gucci gang because they're kind of young and flashy, um, typical Instagram gangsters, I suppose, the new generation. But uh, there was five murders in 2019, and it started with the murder of, of a young 23-year-old called Zach Parker. He was shot dead in the January. Now, the background to it all, I suppose, was that this Gucci gang were trying to establish themselves as strongly linked to the kinahan organization. That was you know, so as they could hold power over their area. Um, the Kinahan organization was slowly being depleted by the guards at the time and probably didn't hold the same weight it once did. And the Gucci gang went to war with rivals. And um, because I think they're so young and volatile, nobody stops to think, you know, what, what the repercussions of even one murder can have. But when Zach Parker was killed, um, that January, there was a big showy display at his funeral and it, some of his associates turned up in what had become known as the cartel uniform, the black uh, suit, the blue shirt and the black tie uh, and the flat caps. A number of them went along. A number of uh, uh, social media posts were put up as they traveled to the funeral in a limousine, showing off their wealth, showing off their power and um, Following that, a friend of his, Sean Little, was shot dead. And again, there was, um, you know, a police presence, I think, for that funeral because things were heating up. But at the time, the then head of the Catholic Church in Ireland, Dermot Martin, who was very outspoken, he he placed a ban on these gangster funerals. And he he sort of gave his support to any of the local um the local parishes, that if they were faced with this, that they were not to hold these funerals. If they wanted these gangster funerals, they could go and have them at civil ceremonies, but not in the church. Um, at a, a, a funeral of a, a chap called Jordan Davis, I think there's somebody charged with his murder. The priest that time, Father Leo Philimon, totally condemned the life he led. He said um, it was a life of anxiety, and it had basically led him to a dead end. He spoke out about drugs, not making you a king, but make turning you into a corpse. He said that people who get involved with drug gangs become slaves to a lifestyle that makes them always have to look after their sh- over their shoulders. And like they were very outspoken, I think. And you'd wonder now where are they gone after this? Like, where is the, the, the rulers of the Catholic Church on all this?
0: Well, yeah, they certainly seem to have been missing in action this week. Cause, um I know, I was no doubt one of many journalists that were trying to get various comments from, you know, um, people in the church. Uh, I ended up speaking to a parish priest in Gráinneabraher in, uh, in Cork, uh, Father Thomas Walsh, who in the past has has made international headlines when he criticised people bringing up six packs and cigarettes as offer gifts, and saying you know it's not a good idea. And he more or less said that he'd refuse to do funerals like that. Um, he used he used you know, quite strong terms described it as you know absolutely disgraceful. It was, it was his view, um, you know, and, and he said it's about celebrating a Christian life, and that you. And again, I mean, I suppose in a way he was reflecting what um, Archbishop Jeremy um, Martin had said back in 2019 that if you're going to put on this kind of a show, you can do it somewhere else and not use the church for it. I mean, certainly, like you were referring there to, I think Davis's funeral, and it was the same at Sean Little. The priest there was um, uh, Father Gary Darby, and he he was quite critical of you know, the lifestyle and the killing and about, you know, how it just, you're going to live a life of pain and grief and, you know, and and, and even the offertory gifts there were, you know, in his case were like walking poles and a hat, which, you know, symbolizes love of the outdoor. But I mean, like these funerals, you know, it's all about, you know, projecting strength and power, which I think the church really have been, you know, the world leaders in that for a long time. I mean, an example of all the, the churches and, and cathedrals and cities towering over everything. I mean, that's something they learned from from the medieval times. So to some extent, you know, the gangsters are copying them, you could argue. But even at the um, David Burns funeral in 2016, the priest there was, was, was again, he was quite critical. And he talked about, you know, somebody needs to be the lonely voice calling for an end to this feud um you know and and again you know the offertory gifts were a pair of boxing gloves you know it was a sporting you know he reflected his sporting interest to some extent kind of you know the gangsterism the symbolism of all that was left outside the church so i mean you know in that sense whether or not you know somebody had a quiet word with the family or the priest you know had asked for you know no gangster style you know uh uh um, displays inside the church, or whether or not that was adhered to. I mean, it, it, that that certainly looks like what, what happened. But I mean, in terms of projecting power, I mean, the Kinhen gang didn't miss the opportunity to to lay down. We're the biggest, you know, gang on the block with their twelve Mercedes limos. You know, the thirty or so fellas in the in the matching suits, blue shirts, mirror shades, ties. I mean, that that was very much all about you know projecting power and and we we used to see that all the time in Ireland with you know paramilitary funerals i mean you certainly had it in 2012 after alan ryan was shot dead the real ira leader and i mean to some extent i mean they they were kind of seen as a spent force the, the dissident republicans and they took the opportunity to kind of make their mark again so great you know in a sense having a martyr was a gift to them that they could organise people again to dress up in the white shirts black ties mirror sunglasses and they attempted to to do their you know uh, their twenty one gun salute or whatever you know firing pistols over the grave. They had people there with um, umbrellas to help them escape. You know the watchful eye of the guards that were there. But again, you know there was a there was a big guard of presence at that, um, and they were on board for that. You know, so it, 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 that's why I think last week's funerals of these N seven guys was was unusual. And it's you know it's allowing to some extent it's allowing people to thumb their nose at the state you know, at society, you know, at ordinary decent people.
1: It's kind of frightening, though, because the priests are old and, you know, you're expecting them to stand up as a lone voice against, you know, sometimes a gang. Like, I was actually in attendance at the first year anniversary of the Alan Ryan funeral. And the funeral, of course, itself was significant, significant because they did fire shots over the... Um, as the coffin was being lowered into the grave and there was a number of arrests. But there was a huge guard of presence for the year's anniversary. But there was also a huge military display. And we somehow that day, myself and Mick McCaffrey, managed to get ourselves in, in, in our vehicle into the middle of the cortege as it's made its way to the graveyard from the home. And it was absolutely terrifying. The car was surrounded by sort of people, some of them mass, some of them, nearly all of them in sort of military style uniforms and they were marching. And while they were a spent force, you know, it was very intimidating, I have to say. And um, I know the David Byrne funeral, while they may not have brought offertries to the, uh, to the altar that were representative of criminal life, I think at one point they did uh, use an electric car and drove it up and down the inside the church. But I mean, just even looking back at the photographs of that funeral, it is a terrifying display of power um, when you when you know that behind it is, um, you know, a terrifying arsenal of weapons and the pictures of Thomas Bomber Cavanagh, Daniel Kinnahan, Fat Freddy Thompson and others lined up, you know, in matching outfits and surrounded by this army of youngsters was was pretty frightening. It was a message, I think, to Dublin and to society of who they are. But that's, I suppose, what funerals are. They're a reflection of your culture. They're a reflection of your, your life and um, your values. And maybe as we're moving into the, the world of this Instagram gangster, um, you know, it will be now from now on accompanied with a lot of these social media videos. And so it's not just for the the circle to see. They want everybody to see it. Um, But I I don't know what can be done other than I do think that strong messages should be should continue to be sent out that it's not acceptable. And uh, I think that the church needs a leader like uh, the former Archbishop Dermot Martin to 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 speak out and to show support and then to work with the guards going forward. Yeah,
0: I mean, you have to feel sorry for the, the priests involved, you know, having to deal with this. I mean, they are very much on their own. And I, s- I suppose to some extent, they're relying on the cooperation of the people they're dealing with. So, I mean, I, you have to have a lot of sympathy for them. But I mean, it is about status. Um, and it's about status within your own peer group. So, I mean, the idea, you know, of having floral tributes, you know, spelling out words like, do you think I'm soft, You know, madman? You know, these are all These are all terms that were, you know, very much you know, gave him huge status and standing within his community. And that's what it's about. I mean, we see it across the board, whether it's, you know, the tarmacking gangs or the drug dealers building ornate mansions in, you know, around the country or, you know, driving their their, their Range Rover Vogue, you know. I mean, it's, it's about status within your peer group. I mean, a lot of these guys, like like the Burns being the perfect example, I mean, they never moved out of Crumlin because if they went and moved into somewhere like, you know, somewhere posh, like dokey perhaps... They're, they're they're just going to see you know everyone else is driving a range rover vogue or living in big houses so they're not going to stand out so that's why they stay in their areas because that's where they can rubber stamp you know their their um you know their wealth and their 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 fact that they've climbed to the top of the pile and that's what these funerals are you know no more than you know no more than anything else, no more than, you know, the Gucci gear. I mean, the Gucci gang, I mean, that was the perfect example of, you know, a gang that were, you know, serious criminals, but, you know, also aware of the power of social media and, you know, sported their their, their watches. I mean, I mean when you think about it, it's a bit daft. I mean, it's, it's twisting. I mean, the reason you have a 20 grand watch is because it's 20 grand you can wear and you can take it off and give it to someone. It's currency. Um, but to some extent then, now they're just using them as, as status symbols. It's just, you know, and I suppose the best way to combat that is, is do what the Criminal Assets Bureau are doing. And that when you have an ostentatious display of wealth, you go and you investigate it. You find out how it was paid for, where it's coming from, and, you know, who, who gave the cash for, for, for that sort of thing. I mean, some of these American uh, caskets, the, the coffins that are used, they're very expensive. Um, you know, and, and like the local suppliers won't tell us <laughs> how much they are, but they're thousands. So, I mean, you saw it even like with Fat Andy's funeral and then the huge, you know, marble stones, uh, like the, the the grave. I mean, that's, that's tens of thousands of euro. And it's very much like, why would you bother spending that kind of money after you're dead? But it is, it's about status. And it's, it's all that symbolism of power.
1: And you're right. And we're seeing more and more the Criminal Assets Bureau are being able to rely on you know, incidents of lifestyle showing how could they afford these holidays? How could they afford this, that and the other? And and maybe it will eventually backfire on some of these people to um, have these ostentatious funerals. But I think for the moment, maybe maybe everyone took their eye off the ball on this one. And um, there's probably nobody, just one single individual to blame for it. But, um, you know, it looks as if the guards probably should have policed it in some way and that the the church should have spoken out so for the moment Eamon Dillon thank you very much you're welcome you've been listening to Crime World a podcast from sundayworld.com produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me Nicola Talent if you like the podcast and love true crime why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.
0: Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on,